All right. Jonathan 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 here. How you doing, How sir? How are you? I'm good, man. Having a good day. How about you? You know, it's funny. We're now in the conference finals, which everyone usually is like the most excited for. And for me, the fact that KD, Harden, and the Knicks are out, and I'm just, I'm emotionally <laughs> like, you know, both finished and exhausted. And I, it, at this point, I can just watch basketball, and there's no, there's the rooting interest is just at an all time low now. You know what? Also, like last night was such a tease. I really just want the off season to come because I have nothing to root for. I don't. That's basically where I'm for at. That matter. Who else is here right now? I don't know. I just don't. Uh... I don't know who's mega. Hi guys. Is that Mister Darbose? Eves, what up, man? What's going on, guys? How are you? All right, so we're waiting on Kool Aid, and then we'll have the whole the whole crew. I got the I got the contracts with the four people that we're about to be, uh, uh, you know, doing a little review on. For those for those uh, wondering, it's going to be Ben Simmons, Dorian Finney-Smith, Patty Mills, and Seth Curry. Um, so we'll get started. Quickly, so well, I guess generally, do either do uh, either of you guys have any strong rooting interest for either of the conference finals? I, I mean, you know what I'm getting out of out of this, out of watching these games. I'm I'm trying to the mechanics of what a winning team is in in the modern. We've been kind of going back and forth. Is it is it drafting? Is it is it, you know, getting superstars? Or, you know, the, the Heat acquired a superstar in the form of J- Jimmy Butler. The, you know, the Boston acquired picks from our stupidity. You know, Denver just basically didn't miss <laughs> on, on, on most of their, their chances, knowing that no one is going to Denver on purpose. So there's we're looking at a bunch of formula formulas and I'm just trying to see how they applied this, how, what, it, how long it took, what, what, where their success comes from. And, um, <laughs> yeah, Missoula throwing the, um, Pat, I don't know if you guys are watching the game stuff. <laughs> yeah. Missoula just threw his clipboard, but yeah, not just the coaching dynamics. Like, you know, I have I have I have big ambitions for the Nets. You know what I'm saying? So I I, yep. I watch these games to kind of form opinions on how do we get there and how far away are we really? Yeah, no, I I uh, I totally hear you. I think it makes sense. Um, uh, you know, and 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 what's interesting is that the four teams that are, you know, the four teams that are that are left have all kind of come together in different ways. And obviously you're going to have overlapping, but it, for the most part, you know, you have like the, the Lakers who, first of all, I think any team that has LeBron basically has an asterisk next to it because he has that magic, you know, juju that like his teams are just going to be successful because, you know, every, like for example, everyone keeps saying how good of a job Rob Polenka did at the deadline 
you know, Malik Beasley doesn't play. Mo Bamba doesn't play. Jared Vanderbilt plays eight minutes a game. D'Angelo Russell is terrible one game and good the next game. The reason why they're in the position they're in is because, is because, you know, AD and LeBron are healthy and, and that's basically it. But to, to go I, on, you know, the Nuggets. I would also give them credit for recognizing what's wrong with them. Like, I, I think we were talking about this a little bit earlier. I, I believe one of the most important things for an organization is to figure out what really is wrong with you. Right. And at some point, they realize we can't be listening to LeBron pick, you know, put teams together. They, they took back control. And they grabbed assets that, if given a platform by by LeBron, LeBron gives other guys a platform to be better. Like AD is really, I feel like, I feel like AD is the workhorse right now. Not not necessarily LeBron, but LeBron is so good, and LeBron puts so much pressure on opposing defenses that he gives mediocre players a platform to look a whole lot better. Yep, and, and I think we're seeing that. I don't think they so many. I think Denver smokes them, but um, I, I think that's pretty much the, I want, you know the reason why they're winning. I want to elaborate on that. Um, I think what the fuck is up, cool? Nothing. I'm just. I'm listening. I'm listening. Never know. Never know when I pop in. I'm listening. <laughs> you popped in like the Riddler. Like I've been listening like... to you. I've been listening to you for a minute. I just ain't saying nothing. <laughs> um, but no. So I want to say this to Sam. Um, so in this series, yeah, Vanderbilt may not be effective, right? But this is only game one. But if you look at it, even though Malik Beasley is probably the only one out the rotation like completely, Vanderbilt played a meaningful role in the Minnesota and in the Golden State series. Well, so, and, ba- and and Bomba's out. Yeah, yeah. And so well, I just I just want to say never. <laughs> yeah, he got hurt. Oh. Okay. But um, he's, yeah, he's fine now. But I, I just want to say, like, you know, you got to look, look, LeVon, uh, LeBron is uh, a different force and a true leader. We, we watched him take many teams to the finals. Yeah. So when you have something like that to build on and a leader on the court and off the court, that's going to galvanize the troops and keep them together. It's kind of easier than for Rob Palinka to do what he did, which was the right thing. And 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 say you know what this is not working. Let me try to fix this now on the fly. Right. Um, it just so happens that when you have some kind of structure and a and a a philosophy, I mean, Darvin Ham, you know, for a rookie coach, he's pushing the right buttons because he's getting the results. And we can say some of that's LeBron, but that's with every coach. You got to give players a chance to be players, but you also got to put them in position to win. So I think they're getting that, that that good combination. And, you know, we'll, we'll see how it play out. But I still got the Nuggets to go to the finals. Yeah. No, but it's – I mean, to, to close the loop on it, you know, it's interesting because obviously you have the Lakers who have this two-headed superstar combo with a bunch of new pieces. You have the, you have the Nuggets who – did it through the draft, but not really high picks. You know, they had they want they they swung on Murray. They they got it. Porter Jr. had more well, red flags. In well, his Murray was the number seven pick. Which so that's, that's a, Murray was the number seven pick. Yeah, 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 I'm just saying that was their highest of all the guys on their team. Like like Porter Porter Jr. was end of the lottery and had 14, more red yes. flags than uh, than anybody. And then Joker's obviously a second round pick. Then you got like the Heat, which is a bunch of you know. Like obviously you have you have Bam, 
who's a um, 13th. Yeah, 13th later lottery pick. They traded for Jimmy. They have a bunch of second round and undrafted guys. And then you have the Celtics, which are, you know, kind of the classic like multiple high lottery picks and also have filled, have, have filled uh, the gaps either with shrewd moves at the end of the end or middle of the first round and also some signings. So yeah, everyone like- is what, what the playoffs have shown is that there's, you know, a lot of different ways to skin a cat and you can get, you, you can get to the promised land a lot of different ways. And obviously luck also plays a huge role. Um, and- but the one thing you've got to have one, of, you have to have a, um, a go-to guy. That's the no matter what. When you yep. look at these teams, these teams have each team probably has two go-to guys. Hero is just hurt. Yep. To- totally. Um, I don't know how um, how the Heat are doing what they're doing. This is a bad team. Cody Zeller plays heavy minutes on the Heat. Like, guess what? This <laughs> is a this is an analyticals. This is an analytical man's. Perfect storm, the Heat. If we're being honest, why you say that? Because they play the way you like in analytics. No, I'm not. I don't like. They should. This team they is sh- a bizarro team. You can't understand it on paper yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you. Oh, but they win, and you can't compute it. Ah, I mean, mm. they put so much bad data into the machine. They they were a playing team. It's not my fault that they sucked earlier. They, 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 they're an older team that doesn't do well with the slog of, of 82 games. But when it counts, yep. they, have, they understand how they play. They're the, mm. they're the best. They're the team that is in the best physical condition. It's a part of that Miami culture to, to be the best and the hardest working team. And, and, and um, so I mean, not hard figure, working, but you the, can't figure that out, Mister Analytical. Mm. I, I, I'm, I, I think I just, I think I just named it, and I think, and I think the thing that all of the teams have is continuity. They're all a bunch of teams that have been to war together before, and the law, and and the more time they stay together, the better. The, there's people I heard back in the day calling to break apart the the Denver team. The Denver team is run so intelligently. That's that idiots that they, didn't realize that Murray was hurt for two seasons. That's idiots. Yeah, no, yeah. And, I mean, that, and, yeah. and that and that Porter and then my, and that Porter would come back from his injury. He's hurt. He's not going to be the guy that you're seeing. It's going to take time for him to come back, like a certain friend we're going to talk about. This, this I'm not talking yeah. about. I'm not going to talk about that guy. <laughs> well, <laughs> he's on I'll the take list, your time. But, but, but no, I figure we can't we can't start with. Uh, with the, with uh, with the back specialist man, so let's start. All right, so let's start it off. We're we're, we're continuing. This is part three of the Podthorn series of reviewing the guys on the uh, on the Nets and talking about you know the season they had. Do we expect them on the team in the future? Their salary? Do we see them in uh, in in potential moves? And so we'll start out with a little appetizer. So we're going to start with uh, with Dorian Finney-Smith right now, who. The Nets obviously acquired via the Kyrie Irving trade uh, back in February. For just background, uh, uh, DFS made about thirteen million bucks this year. He's going to make fourteen million next year, fifteen the year after, and then he has, I believe, a player option for twenty five, twenty six. And so, DFS is obviously on a really team friendly deal, and given given the new CBA, and given the fact that he's still only thirty. 
and he re- and he just turned thirty. Uh, he's you know someone that w- with the second apron uh, uh, and what t- certain teams might be facing. Uh, he's obviously an incredibly he, he could be a really valuable p- a valuable piece for a contending team or even a team like the Nets, given that they are also in some salary uh, cap issues. But I'm going to open it up t- to whoever wants to go about DFS. He obviously didn't look that great in his time with the Nets, shot really poorly, got surgery uh, recently to hopefully repair whatever was wrong with his, I think it was with his hand. Um, and so like with the Nets, he only averaged 7.2 points, five rebounds, shot uh, 30% from three when he went with the Mavericks, he was shooting about 36% from three. And he's had years where he shot 40% from three. So obviously we got, uh, you know, four out of 10 in terms of what DFS we thought we were getting, but I'm, I, I want to stop talking, open it up to the floor. Whoever wants to go for DFS, shoot. Nobody. All right. I'll jump in. Yeah, go. I think the good thing about him is no matter what they do, it'll probably be a positive. His is such that if he sticks around, he, it's never going to hurt us. Right, and I think you know we'll get at least a baseline level of play. He's a power forward, I guess, in today's NBA, something we haven't really had. I certainly would not be opposed to, and probably would lean towards seeing what I can get for him. If they do hold on to him, I think it's still a positive. Cool or Eve? Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll I'll go. I I I go. Um... You know, different ways with 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 uh, DFS. I I I love them. I think the Nets don't have enough character guys. I think the Nets don't have enough guys that that um, you know, gives the other team fear that he might punch somebody in the mouth. He like you don't you don't need all friendly guys. The Sean Marks wants to create this, you know, or, or at least that's been his his um his MO in the past, he wants a team of Boy Scouts. And not that, you know, DFS is a wild boy, but he's he's a he's a tough, gritty player. The only problem I have with him is that he's older and he's and he gets a little dinged up here and there. Not not severe injuries, but he gets a little dinged up here and there. I think we need him. I think I think he's cheap. I think he's good off the bench could fill in and start in a, in a pinch. And I think at the more comfortable he gets with the team and the, and the team gets with him, his, his numbers will go right back up. It's I, just, and I think he, he fits no matter what direction. You, forget the Nets, right? Whatever direction a franchise is heading, if you were a really young team, he's a good example, right? A guy that was undrafted. Right. If you're a veteran try, team trying to compete, even if he doesn't have a huge role, you know he'll keep his mouth shut. And so wherever the Nets wind up in October, he fits with, with whatever they'd be trying to do. I'm not um, saying he's a Udonis Haslam, but I, I look at the Heat, a team that their very best player was almost fought their coach last year. If you <laughs> need guys like you get you need guys like Udonis Haslam, you need character individuals that that's the that's the voice in the locker room that doesn't talk a lot, that's not the leader, 
but it is is the one of the people that kind of sets the goals and sets the markers for how we're going to operate as a team. You need that guy. Cool. Okay, so I get the high character. Um, I love I, I love the dog. I'm, I'm I'm big on that. Um, and the toughness. We we ever since we've been here in Brooklyn, we've been soft. Um, I wanted to trade him. For, for for Jones, but with everything going on in Memphis, I gotta I gotta push that to the side because you'd be a fool to trade your backup point guard and your other point guard might not be available. Um, you know, uh, I think I said this to you earlier, Sam. At this point, right? You, I, I say either way, it's a plus, but there's not that many. Um, free agents that we can afford that's going to move the needle. So if, if in saying that, then you're going to rock out with him. And hopefully, I think it was his finger, could have been like the index finger on his shooting hand. And I've had that where my shooting hand went back to the back of my back of my hand. You can't really you can't really um feel the ball like the touch. What I will say though, I like that he didn't complain about it. You didn't hear nothing about it. He played, and then when the season was, season was over, he just he just went and had his surgery. So I think yeah, and, and, that, and Clay, take you, away you from notice his, his shot was always flat, right? Yep. So that see, maybe he wasn't gripping the ball well. Yeah. So that so you know if, if you bring him back, I'm not I'm not too mad about that. Yeah, so I'm going to say reiterate one thing that I said on a previous pod, but I'm not going to reiterate it eight times like I did like I did in that pod, which is which is which is my I think DFS DFS is somebody I've want I wanted on the Nets for years. Like I've loved him before he was the apple of every, you know, NBA writer's eye. I just think he's a really good solid basketball player. He has toughness. I, I agree everything you guys said, I totally agree with. My biggest issue about about keeping DFS on the team is, as we've seen with a lot of these 3 and D vet type guys, there's always a new guy that pops up that people want more. And right now, DFS has value, and he's really liked around the league, but it's not going to take that long for DFS to become Jay Crowder and go from being uh, an asset that where you can get a pick or two to you're getting two or three seconds. And – that's the one thing that I think the Nets have to think about, and that's why this all plays into, you know, the umbrella uh, idea that hovers over all of these player reviews and every podcast we do until July 1st or a little bit before that, which is what direction is this team going in? Because if the team is really trying to win, I understand keeping DFS, but if not, I think his value is probably too high to keep him uh, to keep him on the roster. But overall – agree with everything you guys say. I don't, I'm not sure if anybody wants to close the loop on, on DFS before moving on. Well, you know, I'll just add that I, and we've had, I've said this a million times on here. You never really know a player until he starts playing for your team every night. And I, I don't think we got a good who he is Yeah, because of his injury. So a lot of this opinion is based on just uh, his reputation around the league no doubt that the Nets will have no shortage of good offers for him, and that's a good problem to have, even if they decide to hold on to him. I want to I end on this note with it. I want to end on a high one. So, 
with DFS not playing with a point guard like Luca, you saw the difference. Even though he had open shots, you got to think he didn't get those cuts, those drives, those back doors that 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 you know get you in rhythm to actually hit those open shots. And I think here we emphasize too much on just shooting the three and not letting him get in the rhythm. But everything everybody else said, I agree with. Yeah, so because he was getting open looks doesn't mean he was comfortable shooting them, right? Yep. You know, the, he's the role players have to be comfortable, right? That's why you always see in the playoffs they sh- typically shoot better at home, right? They perform better things, games in these series. So he got here. Who knows if he was ever comfortable on top of being hurt? It, it was a easy spot for him. So I think he would play better if we brought the same team back next year. Yeah, I I to- I totally agree. With that seems like we're all aligned. All right. Let's go to I wanna I'm I'm still gonna save uh Yeah, make him last. Yeah. I'm gonna make him last or he or maybe maybe he'll be third. We'll see. But I'm gonna go to another Aussie. All right. So let's go to Patty Mills, who is might be the nicest guy on the nets, but is absolutely eviscerated on Twitter as if he's like a member of Al Qaeda. So um, I'll start him off. I'll start off with him because I'm gonna save the, the I'm gonna save the other guy for 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 um Eves. So, <laughs> so all right. So Patty, uh, just to give j- just to give quick background, um, Patty is has a Pat, Patty made about six point five million dollars this year, and he's got a guaranteed six point eight million dollars next year. Uh, this year, obviously, didn't see a ton of minutes. Uh, basically kind of like had to stay hot and like basically come in whenever the team, the team needed him. Uh, and you know, it, it obviously seems like he's kind of on his last legs. I mean, the guy is turning 35 in about a month or two. He averaged six points this year after averaging, you know, 11 or 12, the last couple of years, um, definitely seemed like there was a little bit of a dip. I would say that his, his defense, which has never been good. He fell off even more this year. But it sounds like Cool wants to start off. So, Cool, you take the small Aussie first. Okay, so let's talk about uh, Big Juice, right? Um, so, I think he came here. I think, you know, it was the high off of um, the Olympics and where he was showing out, going crazy. Um, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, and we all can be, you know, Monday, Monday quarterbacks, but I think his time, his time was, is over here. If you didn't get minutes last year and we was in all this chaos and you couldn't etch out like a real rotation, it's okay. You know, we know he's going to pick up the, um, the option. And at first I really wasn't mad with the option because for me, I looked at it saying like for last year, all he had to do was pick up his option. So it didn't matter. But, you know, when you start looking at it now with this year, this extra year, it would have been nice for him to be off the books. Um, because he's wasting a roster spot, especially if Jacques Vaughn doesn't have plans for him. I don't know what leadership role he's playing um, as far as, you know, being the veteran. But he seems like he can't, like he has good energy and the players like him. But at this point, he should be packaged up and any trades that we do at draft night to get off, to, just to get off the money and open up a roster spot. Yeah. I mean, we burnt them out the first year. 
He played the most minutes he's ever played. And you saw it at the back end in the playoffs. He, he didn't have it. Um, turning 35, forget a drop. You, you about to see a real decline because a lot of his scoring was built off of movement and coming off screens. So, you know, it, it, it wasn't fun. We had him for one year, and it seems like we're going to waste two years for one year. And we lost Bruce Brown. <laughs> yeah, so my point was going to be, through no fault of his own, like examples of where that went wrong over the last few years. more size, let He's still Hold on a second, man. Who's who's in their drawer or something? Like, I sorry, can't hear Matt. I was, sorry, I was opening up my cookie. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I, I said somebody's opening a bag of chips. Uh, so goddamn squirrel. Like, yes. Patty being replacing <laughs> Jeff Green was terrible, and you know Jeff is nothing special maybe anymore, but he gets minutes right in in, in Denver. He certainly could have stayed and helped us. So. I don't know that Patty has much of a market out there. Maybe he's a throw-in in a trade to make this whole notion last year that he was here for Ben, you know, didn't really age well. So hoping he's gone, but anticipating he may have to start the season on the roster. Maybe a, mid- a mid-season trade they can uh, dump him at. Nothing added. I think. He, I think. I think. He, I think they uh, just jumping in and and and. And knocking my patty part out, um, uh, I, I think they did have him for Ben in a, in a, in in the sense that it's Sean Mark's mo to put a coach on the floor. Um, he did it with he did it with Jared Dudley, he did it with Damari Carroll to a, a certain extent. I think he wanted him to play, but at the end, Damari Carroll was more of a locker room leader, you know. Uh, an OG and, and mentor, um, I, I, you know, Garrett Temple. He likes to have those type of guys to be the coach on the floor type of weird shit. And you guys have tried to convince me of stuff like that, but I don't believe in witchcraft. And But I, I do believe that <laughs> it's, it's the – it's the Nets MO. It's the Sean Marks, especially during the Sean Marks regime and and we've done it through coach after coach after coach. Um, so obviously it's not the coaches, it's Sean Marks doing this. But they we like having an old guy that can't play no more um run up and down the court because somehow he's has some kind of bagger vance magic that he helps the other players who can actually play play. And he's not actually being, you know, uh, uh, a broken a broken wheel <laughs> on, on on a truck. Like this, like I don't have any problem with Patty. I don't even have problem with Patty being signed. I um even though that I don't see the purpose, um, but I I, I do understand who I'm dealing with. Like I, I and all I have is is his track record to see where he's going. I think Patty will be back. I think he'll, you know, he'll be the player, coach, whatever the hell, um, you know, Sean Marks believes in, and um, and he and he's gonna suck. So you know, nothing we can do about it. It is what it is. It's not Patty's fault that he's old. Um, you know, he's played a lot of basketball, 
Uh, but we saw it last year. It's, 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 he shouldn't be playing a lot, but I, I think he's going to take up a roster spot next year. Yeah, I mean, look, I, look, I, I've always been a Patty fan. I liked the, I didn't, I didn't mind the signing. I mean, I actually, I actually liked the signing, and I'll, I'll take the L on it now. The first year when, uh, when Jeff Green was gone, I thought they were going to be able to replace him in a different way, and I liked what Patty. Given given what was going on with Kyrie and whatnot, I thought having an adult and a guy who was supremely well liked and ha- and had some type of pedigree in in winning, I was totally fine with him being on the team. I mean, at, at this point, he's basically a, a, an empty roster spot unless he's going to be actually become you know the, the Nets Udonis Haslam, which everyone I think now you, overuses that that term mm-hmm. as if every team has a guy like that, but. You know, yeah, and it, and people miss out the part of that that's most important. They do the old wise part, but they forget Udonis Haslam was drafted by those guys. Right. He he left, was sad that he left, and he came back on a discount to just rejoin those guys. Like it, it's there's things you can't buy in the NBA. You have right. to earn them. And and what Udonis Haslam does for a team or or those type that ilk. You you have to earn it. It has to be through some wars, some 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 rough times, and and continuity. Um, I, I don't you know. You can't have that voice if you didn't go to war with the players. Nobody's going to respect it. Exactly. Can't be a bench player. You you can't. You, I mean, Especially you can be a bench player, Mills. But you know, but you have to actually play. You know what I mean? Yeah, you like can't no, be no. Pinson. No, like <laughs> nobody nobody is going to listen to a player that doesn't get in the game and go to war with you, that's telling you, you know, that's in your ear, you tune them out just like a coach. Nobody want to hear that yeah. shit. First thing, the first thing we're going to say as a player, I don't hear that shit. Yeah, 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 fuck out my face. And keep it moving. <laughs> I've um, done that numerous right. times it, with it, the it's not, it's not the senior on, on the varsity telling them yeah. the sophomore who got pulled up. Like, Patty doesn't have that type of clout. I think everybody respects Pat, Patty, but, like, Cam Thomas is probably like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm better than this dude. Yeah, but at the same time, he could, Patty could do the. Uh, so when Tim Duncan did this, yeah. Oh yeah, he can tell his war stories. stories. Yeah, he can tell you know, his war stories. Yeah, I, I've seen what I saw. Um, Kawhi Leonard go from you know middle middle of the pack draft pick to to locking down um, LeBron James in a finals. This, you know, that's what they theoretically bought him in for. I don't know if I buy it. I haven't seen the results of it. I'd rather have someone who can run and jump, but that's, I think, I don't think that's, that's not the next. I don't think that's why they brought him in because Ben wasn't here. I thought they brought him in because Harris shit the bed in the playoffs. Yep. Nash had no trust in Shamit. They didn't really have and they thought he could still play. And, and Sam, I also like the signing. Because at that point, I was just feeling the nets. I was just like, man, well, last year, blah, blah, blah. This, oh, Patty Mills, he's going to get a t- ton of wide open threes. But clearly, in hindsight, like Jeff Green, even at the mid level, which would have probably been an overpay, would have been a better decision for the nets. Yeah. I mean, look, 100%. he's at, at, at this point, I think what I think I agree with what Cool said, or, or I don't even remember now. I believe it was Cool who said it. Like, he, Patty at this point is either going to be 
like riding the bench in a, in a, in a vet type role, or he's basically going to be used as salary in some type of trade, probably to a place that I'm sure he wants to go to given that Sean Marks tends to placate and and plays favorites. And Patty Mills is definitely one of his favorites. So it's like, that seems to be the only two options. Like there's not, I don't see a buyout coming. I don't see, you know, Patty Mills starting to get minutes and having finding the fountain of youth. He's either going to, he's either going to be the, the 12th or 11th guy on the team and, and, and be a part of a rebuild slash a team that's trying to compete if they go with Zag the other way, or he's going to be used to aggregate salary. And then there's, and I, I don't really know if there's much else to add about him unless I'm missing something. No. Well, um, are we doing Seth next? Yeah. So let's do, we'll do Seth next. Um, who's about to be a free agent who uh, <laughs> that's ob- obviously got in the, uh, in the Ben Simmons trade, James Harden trade, whatever you want to say. I mean, Seth, Seth somehow, even though it didn't feel like it, Seth still shot 41, almost 41% from three this year, 46% from the field. But I think everybody kind of felt like that was not the same guy that was in Philly or even Dallas before that, or even, I mean, just basically not, not, not the dude that we've come to that a lot of us, like including me, came to really like. Um, I think he definitely cost himself a lot of money due to the ankle uh, injury that he suffered. And it seems like he, his body didn't totally get over the surgery th- during this whole year. Um, I'm in the camp that I actually think that there's some type of chance that he's back this year, even though I think most people think that's, that's asinine. Um, but Seth made about eight and a half million dollars this year. I think there was a point in time where he probably thought he was going to make Joe Harris money at around, you know, anywhere from 16 to 20 something million dollars a year. But that ship has clearly sailed. Uh, I'm going to go to cool first on, on Seth. Cause I know that he has opinions on both the player and the way that the asset was, was used. Okay. So when you look at the player, he came over here, hurt. I'm just to sum up his Nets tenure. He came over here, hurt. Um, he gave, you know, he gave, he gave, he gave a good, he gave a good effort when he first got here. You, you, you can't be mad at what you got from him. Yep. Um, you know, became quickly became a fan favorite. Um, you, you could see how he was supposed to fit in here. Um, I think he wasn't utilized in the correct manner. Um, and then, you know, the wheels, once the wheels go, them ankles go, it, it, it's kind of downhill. We see that with Joe Harris as well. The the thing that bothers me mostly is how they did the asset. You knew you wasn't going to resign him. Why, why, why then keep him when you work the, the luxury tax all the way down to $6.9 million? By just getting off of him, I mean, you wasted two or three second rounders on somebody else because you got five from, from the Bucks. I forget how it went, but yo, just send them somewhere. It's no way because the ramifications from that affects us next, this year and going forward. Like, you, to me, this, some, this goes for Patty too. All the players who come here, they stock drops. If there were shooters or specialists, it all drops here. 
it, it's it, funny because that more... was like the opposite, right? We were the team that was rehabilitating players, and then we slowly became the one that were like, like you said with Curry, like he 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 lost a lot of money here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he wasn't utilized right, and and for as as much as you want to shoot threes. It's not. It's not so much about the volume of threes. It's the quality of shots and the ones you hit. And... I, don't, I, I have to say, cool. I don't even think he wasn't utilized right. I think, like, I mean, I, I think he was in an optimal place running the pick and roll with Embiid. But I, I think, I think that ankle really like changed the way no, that he, no. he looked. But that's what I'm. But that's what I'm saying. So he didn't have an Embiid here, right? to run the pick and roll. I mean, he had Drummond for, for half a year, but whatever. Um, nobody's doubling Drummond, you know, like that. Um, <laughs> Man, I forgot but, on the Nets. But it's more so you had this and then you didn't – he should he should have been off ball. How you see Patty Mills coming off double staggers, pin downs, I think at some point that's what he should have been doing because even now at the end of this season – You've seen him ISO. Yeah. Now you oh, expose him. And you know his wheels is bad. So that's what I mean when I'm saying, like, not utilize right. Sometimes it's just not showing your flaws, hiding their flaws. You know, but like I said, I I doubt that Seth is coming back, Sam. The first thing he did was remove Brooklyn from all his social media. <laughs> and, he, you know, I'd also it, say... He's a guy that's been around around the NBA his whole life. He was probably disgusted with what he experienced here as a player and the shit that was going on around him. I think I don't think he has any interest in coming back. We'd have to be like the last offer on earth. Like if you do notice, all the players who left, think about how they talk about it. You don't expect the stars to say anything because you know why? They went where they wanted to go. Thing. And the 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 Nets have a lot of rehabilitation of their of their um you know professional uh, reputation, right? Right now they look like bozos, and and because of it, you know, I, I, like I, it's part of the reason why I don't understand why Sean Marks didn't get fired. But you know what. Is, is it my turn to talk about Curry? Because yeah. that's part. That, Go ahead. Curry is a Curry is a symptom of a malignant tumor that is in the side that is the that is the thorn in the side of uh, of the Nets. We're always kind of good, but never like wow. Like this team, if if they could just add one superstar, they'd be amazing. Like the. The Karis LeVert, D'Angelo Russell era, I, I feel like you stay on course. We're talking about I'm, Curry. I'm, 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 I'm coming back to it. I'm coming back to it. Every time they were trying to complete that team, they were trying to complete that team with some three-point shooter. Every time, it always was a part of Sean Mark's um, blueprint to overvalue and overhold on to Three-point shooters. I I don't understand what it is. It makes him stupid. It's like a guy who's into women with large breasts, 
And when a woman with large breasts comes around him, he ceases to be able to function or think like a normal person. Sean Marks, <laughs> when he sees three-point shooting, it, it is, becomes a fucking moron. He traded a first-round pick for Landry Shaman. He traded a first-round pick for, for um, uh, Royce O'Neal. Anything that's three, it, forget about the D. Just you had Sean Marks at the three in the three and D. He, and that's <laughs> what happened with Curry. He wanted Curry in the, in, in the rotation so bad, they played him at point guard. I've never seen anyone play Seth Curry at, at point guard for long, extended minutes. Now, it's not like we had a lot of choices, but we had Edmund Sumner. And this wrong-headed over-appreciation over, uh, 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 for three-point shooting, and I like three-point shooting. As, as a, a data nerd, I like the concept of taking a shot that is as valuable as another shot at 60%. I, I, think that's a, I think that's a great thing to do. Problem is, it can't be everybody. Not every freaking person on the team is going to um, be a three-point shooter and a lobs and dunk center. That, and that's the formula year over year over year. And that's why we have Seth Curry still on this team when they know they're not going to sign him going forward. So how do you fumble, like uh, literally fumbling the bag? How do you make your owner pay luxury tax just so that you could keep the three-point shooter to help you into the playoffs for one playoff? Now, now I know we're talking about Seth Curry, but I think, I think Seth Curry is just the living embodiment of Sean Mark's weakness. And I hope he wakes up. I really do. You don't need that much three-point shooting. And you need guys who can handle the ball, who can drive to the basket, draw a foul, you know, run a play. Oh, a complete basketball player. That's what you're asking for. Oh, okay. I'm just saying give Edmund Sumner a chance. (laughs) At least he gives you another dimension. Maybe he's not a knockdown three-point shooter, but at least he can get to the basket and draw a foul. At least he could put pressure on the other defense to 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 maybe pick up, you know, uh, a foul where they might not have wanted to. I, I just don't understand it. I, I mean, I, I hope he's gone, but you're right, Sam. They may sign him. They may give him enough money no, to they put won't. their don't names back on their Instagram. Not, yo, do not put that out there in the atmosphere, <laughs> yo. Cool, it's too, it's too late. I've been putting it in the atmosphere forever. What's I think wrong it might with happen. You? What's wrong with you? <laughs> he, he, he are you doing lines of coke? For the anymore. Listen, I don't think so either. Doing coke. I, I don't think so either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so either, but we'll see. Damn. Yeah, I mean, I, I said what I had to say about him. He wasn't acquired on purpose. It was something that just happened as things started to fall apart. Now, yes, he, he does happen to fall into the philosophy of who gives a shit about size, the guy can shoot, well, there are shooters out there. But he was an accidental acquisition that was never supposed to happen. But Matt, don't How he think... wasn't traded at the deadline is malpractice, and I look forward to never seeing his 
ugly Matt, face don't... again on the Nets. Boy, did he get the <laughs> shit out of the genetic stick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but Matt, Matt, Compared Matt, to his I have brother. a question. I, Matt, I have a question. I have a, I have a question. I really want your take on this, right? Do you think that Sean Marks in negotiating that Simmons, well, really the Harden trade, right? Do you think that he said, I got to have, if they said you can't have Curry and Maxie, and he basically was like, all right, I'll take Curry instead of No, he had, he had to take Curry because of salary. That was the fill. Oh, okay. Um, at, that, at that point. <laughs> for Tobias Harris and sent money back also to make that deal work because Harris would have been insurance against not being around. It would have given us a guy with some size that could defend on the wing and shoot the ball. And post up a little bit. That was the guy to get. Oh, you, know, you sound like digress. Billy King. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, hey, I, screw like, you. I've, Take that I've back. Always, uh, j- just, to close, <laughs> just to close the loop on on Seth. I mean, I've always really liked. I've always really liked him. I thought how I thought him and Embiid together was like an actually pretty lethal uh, duo. I also agree with everything that you said about him and about him embodying kind of the flaws of the Sean Marks uh, era in terms of undersized, unable to play defense, uh, not valuing dribbling, and just not being as cool set a complete basketball player. Um, I'm really curious to see what his market's going to be in part because there's not that many teams with uh, with salary, with, uh, with room. There's uh, a bunch of guys who are looking <coughs> to get paid – and it's going to be interesting to see if he has any suitors, and if so, what those suitors really are. Because at this point, the the Seth Curry brand is not where it was eighteen months ago. So it's it, it will be interesting, and he might have to do a one year prove it deal when more teams have cap space in twenty twenty four. Which is why I kind of wouldn't be surprised if he was back. And I've also there was some podcast that might have been Rasillo or someone said that the only team they've heard kind of linked with him is the Nets. Uh, but I don't I'm not. I, no, he's going to go to a real contender with a real system that has a real role for him. And yeah. at this point with Look, the he new might CBA. Join Golden, I could see him joining Golden State on a one-year deal. Nah, they, don't, they don't have that, that vet minimum. Now, he's going he's gonna to get somebody's taxpayer mid-level. He's going to get right around the same money he's making right now, maybe a hairline less. Because of the new CBA, they're not going to overvalue regular role players. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna start seeing the guys like the Joe Harrises that got that 17 million. They're gonna they're gonna start getting 10 because you want to make sure you got enough of them. So the there 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 won't be no middle class anymore. It's either gonna be the high salary, rookie vet minimum cheap contracts, and you might get one dude making 20. Yeah. No, I think that's uh, I think that's totally fair. Um, all right. So in terms of uh, in wow, terms Jason of, Tatum just shit the bed. Yep. Jimmy has been unbelievable in this game. Um, and all right. So let's all right. So let's go now to the the big Kahuna, the big the big kangaroo, Ben Benjamin David Simmons, who played. Uh, I don't even. Um, I have the stats out in front of me. Because how many forty one. I think he played 41 or 42. Play 42 games, 33 games started, 
seven points a game, six rebounds, six assists, uh, shot 55% from the, from the floor. Uh, what do we got? 44% from the free throw line. Um, obviously was still 44. That was pretty good. Um, obviously was still dealing with the back surgery that he had. It ended up getting shut down. You know, he's, he's the, he's the elephant in the room in all Nets conversations and in all Nets personnel talks. I'll let whoever Eve. I assume you want to go first, but I'm happy for whoever wants to go first can go first because you know it's Ben. Let me let me set the table and yep. and I'll let you guys uh, take apart what I say. And remember last year, me me and Cool are having a phone conversation, and at the time, at the time. Ben was giving us 15, 6, and 5. That first three weeks that he was in, it it wasn't pretty. He was obviously slower. I think, think, Sam, you you mentioned that he does not look anywhere near as fast as as he used to. And I've I've looked back at film and I could attest, I could could agree for sure on what you said that. Because I said, even if you look at when he go to dunk, he's not really explosive. It's just I'm 6'10", I can dunk. <coughs> right. He, he he looks like an unathletic 6'10 dunker. And and that's his super that's his superpower. Being being six foot eleven, being the probably the fastest dude in, in the NBA at that height, at that speed. He the the way that his game is built. It's built on just being special. He's not skilled. Uh, um, we know that about Ben. Um, I mean, it's it's rough to say he's not skilled when he can pass the way that he can he can pass. He could he, he could thread, you know, defenses, you know, full court um, with both hands, <laughs> and, and so it's hard to say he's not skilled. He's just not a he's just not a jump shooter. Um, I, when I think about Ben, it's not about Ben the player. It's about the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets have very few pathways to getting better. The one pathway that I learned because of that conversation that I had with Cool was fixing and allowing Ben to actually have the time off that he should have had from the beginning. See, Cool said to me, and I went and researched it after because I was like, how could the team be playing this dude if if what if what Kool-Aid is saying is right? How could he be on the court right now if what Kool-Aid is saying is right? And a couple of Google searches later, come to find out Ben was supposed to be rehabbing, I mean, basically resting that back for 18 months. Like it's a 12, you have a 12 to 18 month period. And I remember what you said, cool. You said, you said the injury that Ben has, he's supposed to be out like TJ Warren is out right now. He's -hmm. supposed to be coming in six months into the season, not right away. And that's why it's hard to argue with you some fucking times. It's because you understand the mechanics of some of this shit and how it works. Because when you go and you read about a microdisectomy, 
you find out that you can return to normal activities, but the nerve endings in your back do not grow back until until 18 months into the process. Hold, hold up, Ease. I don't want to cut you off. I just want to add this because I'm really not going to say too much about it. This is the part that most people miss. Do you think he got the surgery in May, late May, or early June? Doesn't matter. For the first 90 days, he does nothing but lay in the bed. So if he got it late late May, that's that's late August. If he got it in June, it's early September. He played October 19th when the season started. So either way how you look at it, you saw then with really a month, a month of being able to walk and run. Um, and that's malpractice in itself. And the team never protected him and said, hey, this injury is X, Y, Z when you had Michael Porter Jr. If you would have told people this is the same surgery Michael Porter Jr. had twice, that he missed two seasons, nobody had no expectations for him. I'm done. Sorry, Eves. Well, no, no, no problem. I mean, if you look at if you look at the studies on this procedure, it's pretty clear. It says seventy eight point seventy eight point six percent of all people who have the procedure come back to the same. Um, they use two different measurements. One of them used PER, so that the the way that they measured all of the players was basically what was your PER before you had the surgery. What was it your PER the year after you had the surgery? And what was your PER the years, you know, the two subsequent years after that first year? And every and 78% of all players came back in the second year. We've seen it before with Dwight Howard. We've we've heard it from we've heard it from um from um 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 Michael Porter Jr. Who, who's, who looks pretty good to me <laughs> um, over in Denver, you know, explaining that, you know, I've seen tape of Ben. I'm, I've seen how explosive he is. It's just going to take time. Now, what happens if Ben returns to Philly Ben? If Ben returns to that guy who beat the crap out of us in the first round of the playoffs um, and, and made us look foolish, if we get that guy back, not just that guy, but that guy in his ascendancy going into his 27, 28, 29 years. Go back and look at Jason Kidd's stats. Go back and look at what he was shooting his first four, five, six, seven years in the team. Jason Kidd became a superstar under the net, a guy that you would never think of trading. But previous to that, he had been traded. Previous to that, it, he was an all-star, but he was an all-star kind of like Garland was it, it, today. I'm a little bit older, but I'm sure you guys remember, you know, right before years of Jason Kidd. But once he hit his ascendancy, once he got into that 27, 28, 29 years old, Jason Kidd became a flat-out legend. You know, one top two-point guards, in, in my opinion, you know what I mean? Maybe because I'm a Nets fan, even though I didn't grow up really rooting for him, I, I watched him but didn't grow up rooting for him. Um, I, I still have a Nets bias for him, and I still feel like, in terms of pure point guard, 
just a guy who has the ball and and is and puts people on skates with his speed and his um passing intelligence and court court vision. I think he's I think he's great the greatest and I love his game for its defense as much as I love his game for passing and just being a leader on the floor. I think I think you get Ben back healthy, you're gonna be seeing him here on the Nets, um getting the best years of Ben, better than the Philly years. And and I, that's not just me saying it. That's the research on him. To think of Ben in a static way. Like, we're talking about 2021. He was second in defensive player of the year voting to Rudy Gobert. That, it, it's not, it, he's not going to go backwards from that if he's healthy. If you believe that he's never going to be healthy again, that's a different argument. I can't argue that. That's just what you believe. But if you're just talking about people who have this procedure... It takes a year at least, and 78% come back in that second year, reaching their PER, reaching their win shares. Um, what's the other one? Uh, oh, they, they also had one where it was like all-star votes. They, they've done it. They've measured it so many different types of ways. It's, it's amazing. They use examples like Dwight Howard, that first year back from um, microdisectomy back surgery. He looked terrible in the Lakers uniform. But then when he got back to Houston at an older age, of course, he started being Dwight Howard again. Nonetheless, I think the winner, if they bring Ben back, and I don't think they, they're going to bring ben, ben Simmons back. I think Ben Simmons, I've, I've, some people that I've heard uh, uh, about the situation, um, you know, Sean Marks would love to get rid of Ben Simmons, but he wants something for him, which may uh, – uh, keep Ben Simmons here by accident, but if he could get something for Ben Simmons, he would trade Ben Simmons right now. Um, that's sad to hear because I think if you put Ben Simmons and Mikel Bridges together, you have the starting pair uh, of of and a platform to basically go get a, a third 1B or better type level player and maybe just put a hellacious defense, like having two guys on the floor that, that is – you know, NBA um, Defensive Player of the Year votes type of guys. Mix that in with Nick Claxton and and things we have, not things that we have to imagine that we can get. If we could just make that right, make him who he was, not not turn him into like a 30-point-per-game scorer or anything like that. Get the very best mature Ben Simmons um, um, with his talent, with his upside. And the Nets win. The Nets are on a road to being special again. And and, I, and, and you don't have to imagine, uh, you know, a, a, a super draft pick falls to you or. Listen, or, we're gonna we're gonna find Ben Simmons, people. I'm because you need to be his PR. <laughs> I don't think I said anything that's not facts. I think I think I gave you. I, I I don't do feelings. I gave you guys. I gave you guys the research. You know, you know what you know the information I put in the group chat. I, I'm not the only one that's talked about it. And mentioning mentioning um Mike, uh, you know Michael um Michael Porter Jr. It that who should I say to to ask for anecdotal evidence if the if the empirical evidence doesn't work? Should we just be saying you know I have a feeling in my stomach, <laughs> or I could look at him and tell that that he feels this way or he feels that way? No, it, it, 
you gotta go by the data. You gotta go by the clinical research. Why would we go oh, by our feelings when geez. all of this is available to us? Geez. It's Bam turn. I'm done. We let you. We let you. So, you the one. You the one talking when you're not supposed to. <laughs> I, I look. It's possible. It's likely. Well, let him have his opinion. Let if we're playing the percentages. It's possible. How old is Ben right now? 26. When does he turn 27? When does he turn 27? In September, beginning of the season. All right, so he'll be 27 on opening day. Um, You know, not everybody's body is less. So I'm sure there's people that have had this surgery that didn't come back to be the same player, right? And, like, I don't think that Dwight Howard after that surgery was anywhere near the old Dwight Howard. He was still effective to a point, right? But Ben's game is all it's it's two things: height, weight, speed, and and passing. There's there's nothing else to it because he you know yep. you can't. I agree with that. He's all athleticism. There's no skill, but they have no choice but to hope that he comes back eighty five percent. Trading him would be absolutely foolish. Unless somebody is just, you know, willing to bite the bullet as yep. part of a larger deal. I just don't to me the, the whole hope has to be he comes back and he's not a drag on the team. The, the problem with Ben is you could feel him suck the life out of like an arena at times. And yep. it may not be his fault. Some people are just pariahs, you know. It, it, some people are, are right lightning rods, pariah's a bad word. Like they're just they just are like that and sometimes it's no fault of their own it's a you know perceived notion of them that may not be fair but that that's the the outlook on ben look we were you know and we'll get to this in a future pod like whatever direction the nets go ben will probably be here and him being here represents an ability for the team to have a higher ceiling at this point anything he does bad it doesn't matter, right? Like you expect it and you hope for the best. Yeah. I mean, cool. Do you want to go or do you want me to go? I'll say this and then you can, you can wrap us all up. So with Ben, I don't count him right now. Right. So if anything goes bad, it doesn't matter. I'm known to count him to be here. Right. I'm not looking as if he's not on the roster, but he's here. If he comes back and he's healthy and he's able to play and, and be pretty much himself, Great. We have a different asset in the trajectory of the team. Um, It's higher. My only issue is this. For that kind of surgery to happen, that didn't happen to ramp up. You would have saw the bulge in his back in the physical. You didn't do the physical. So... That to me, did they, if you did not, they not they, do it, or did they, they didn't, ignore they, they it? They didn't. They they waive the physical, mm. and by waving the physical, you don't see all the stuff that's going on. Because had what they would saw, make you do that though? What what would make a team like? I'm, listen, he, that's so because if up. you do because if you do the physical and y'all and y'all seen this many times, and I'll even use Golden State. Golden State had the chance to terminate the, 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 the trade, yep. but they also had a chance to get more compensation. So if his back, you would have saw was messed up, the red flag, oh, you want me to do this? 
you could you could demand Maxi because right. at that point they're salvating for for Harden, and it's like nah, mm-mm. you can get more stuff. You could have got another pick. You could have got the protection taken off the pick. You could have got anything else, but to to not do it, just like how do you not know that Seth ankle is messed up? You're right. not doing what you're supposed to. Like it's one thing to make these trades, but think about it. These players were on they, if Harden and them would have did their their physical, Seth and Drummond would have played in Miami. Hmm. That's how you they're just not doing it. And and that, and that's negligence back on the the one person. That that's his job to know what's coming to give out a superstar. You have to know what you're getting back. Or you needed to have another team another team do the trade. You know, I'll add the Nets certainly didn't do him any favors. The whole thing with him playing game four. Yeah, that's that's the GM. For what? (laughs) What do you think? He's going to come in and you're going to win four straight? That was asinine. Yeah, that was also, but I mean, that was, I mean, that, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, this is where, I mean, this is where I divide. I mean, a lot of, a lot of that was self, was, was self-inflicted by him. Why do you say that? I know that. I think, I think he wanted to play. It's just. If, he if, was if he, he was to... he, he was leaking out he was leaking out to his people. Do you, you guys don't remember the those those uh the, those quotes that came out that said like like his back is back. He's walking around like he's like like he's running shit. All that stuff. That I was mean, like, Scoop was... B. That was Scoop B saying that. Okay, but the, to, I mean there was there, there was, say, there I was don't clearly know. there was. I mean I, I mean this notion that this is what this is what I think is is completely just unfair about the talk about Ben. The idea that Ben hasn't been crafting in the time since he has been it, it, dating back to Philly. And I have friends who are, who, who are Sixer fans. I follow a bunch of Sixer writers. There are some podcasts I listen to. That's, that that's probably more, the worst place to get information that, by that ben, more, about Ben. Well, what, Sixers, I mean, what, what, anybody. Well, I mean, it's not like I'm getting that much information from Nets writers. So, like, oh, but, <laughs> that's like, that's like uh, Trump saying, you know, everything on the left is crooked, too. Like, <laughs> they, they they got there and experienced it. So yeah, and so know. my point he is, is that ben, ben Ben was Ben has been, and this is like an undoubted fact was has been careful in a lot of the ways that he crafts certain narratives about himself, and whether that's and 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 at the end of the day, whether that's actually a big deal or not, no, it's not. Like. It isn't. It's it, it's all whatever. But if you want to know why people get extra frustrated with someone, it's because of the it's because of the way that he handles himself. He's he like if if you listen to his interview with JJ Redick and Tommy Alter before oh, I thought he was going to be ready. I thought he was ready to go. Yeah. He sounded. Yeah, I, he, thought, I think he, I believe he thought. He wait, was wait, ready wait, to go. wait. And I believe. He wait, let me finish. I listened to everybody else. He he sounded like someone. Who who was completely ready to go? Who was fine? Who took? Who who didn't? When when they asked him at his time in Philly, com- continued to deflect about uh, about what went down there, even though he basically took his ball and went home. And so the notion that now, so then, so so he talks a big game about himself now he's ready to go, and then when he starts to play and it's not going his way, then he then he again goes back to yeah, well my back wasn't right. I mean you can't have it both Sam, ways. And Sam, of course you can. You could go out there and give it and give it a try, and and not be one hundred percent. There's a lot of guys who may never be one hundred percent in a in a season, but they go out there and give it a try. He he wanted to play. He wanted Oof. to play, and he and he made himself look foolish 
trying to play when Listen, he was hurt. I'm not going to knock the man he played half a season. Whether hurt or not, we know he had the surgery, right? So he played a half a season. Did it look good? No. Like I've said, like I've said to y'all behind the scenes, the issue with what we saw from Ben, we were watching him get the rust off and rehab and live time. He didn't have the benefit of But it's be but it's beyond that though. It's it the the, the issue with the, the, the issue with Ben, and this is like this is something that I just fundamentally dislike like disagree with. I don't know if it's just <laughs> it's okay. It's I, okay. I don't know if it's just Eve or if it's or or, or, or if it's cool, whatever. But but the, the, the issue with Ben is that he's not the first and he's not going to be the last person to play a, a basketball game with an injury. And while he wasn't – and while he couldn't do the things that he wanted to do physically, how many times did we still see him do the exact same thing that he did when his back was perfectly fine in the Hawks series where he's not looking at the basket – Oh, that well, frustrated me. About... That's frustrated me. Him not looking at the basket. Right, and so and, that, and so my point is that at, at the that's... same time he held Trey Young to twenty one percent shooting. But that, and he had thirteen that, assists that, that, in that that's game. That's fine. Or, but or, as that, a twenty five, that's off topic though. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not just. No, I'm, but if you're gonna judge, if you're gonna, if you're gonna bury him for what he did in Game Seven. How do you skip all the other phases because of basketball? Because I'm not because 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 the because argument of, because, because of the one argument shot isn't, at the end of the game. Because the argument isn't whether he's going to be able to be a good defender. The argument is that you're talking about him being an all star and an all NBA level player, and there are two sides of the ball. And while I do absolutely praise him for what he was defensively in that series, he also was the guy that was supposed to have the ball in his hands. And 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 in all of those playoff series, if you look at it, he ended up taking about one shot in each of the fourth quarters, if that, and shot thirty three percent. Have you seen Harden on that same team? Maybe a better version because there was no Maxi on on most of those Simmons and 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 B teams, and basically the same result happened. I mean, so you're using you're you're using what you're I'm, using a playoff choker to then to, 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 to then make Ben sound good. I'm, also, I mean, I mean both still, of them could be classed. It's still fucking James Harden. James Harden also had two or three games where he won, where he won the, where he, where he won a series by himself. Same, I, but we've seen we've seen Ben in our own building score thirty four in a playoff game. That was, I mean, that was, I mean, that's four or five years ago at this point. We just it, saw, we just it, saw James Harden beat the so Celtics by himself. So you're saying twenty seven year old Ben can never be like twenty two? No, year that's old not ben? what I'm saying. That's not that, no no no. These the, no. This is when this is when stuff that I'm saying is getting is 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 getting misconstrued. The Damn point it. the point is that the point is that the last time that we saw him completely 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 healthy was 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 before he was holding out with the Sixers, and that was 2021. And right. what we and, and and what we saw in that series was a guy who mentally was completely shot and did not want the ball in his hands as as a point guard of a playoff level team. He had and I 13 assists in that game. What? How do you say a guy didn't want the ball in his hands that had 13 assists? I think I think now at this point we just we're gonna nitpick when he's talking about at crunch time. We know what but, he's talking about at money time. But if get the third but that's assists. the thing not every player can do every phase of the game right when you're when you're having he's a you point, have to look he's a, he was the only person on he's that he's a point team guard and he doesn't want the ball at the end of the game for that game he what do you mean don't want the ball he had the ball he made a decision it might have been the wrong decision he passed it off 
He dumped it off to another player, and it's like it was the worst thing that ever was done. Eve, these are the Eve, these are how many play. I've seen LeBron do that same play like a hundred times. Games, games, <laughs> games, games three through seven. Uh, sorry, games four through seven. He shot. He took ten shots, four shots, six shots, four shots, and almost all of them were in the first half. The guy, and, and he shot thirty-three percent from the free throw yeah, line. Yeah, he got played off the floor. He got played. He got played off the floor. And so the notion that it, and 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 this is did he have thirty-four and, minutes in that in that if I remember properly. Which one? You got the stats in front of you. Game seven. Thirty-six oh, 30, minutes. You, Thirty-six minutes. In yeah, the he overtime had five, game. He had, he had five points. And, and, I guess he was played. I, I'm I'm just wondering, like, do you guys believe that players ne- like that players that are twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight don't get better? I don't believe he does. I don't believe he puts the work in. No, he doesn't. He well, name name one thing. Name name one thing throughout his career that he has gotten better at. Fair, fair, but he is so. <laughs> well, like, what is he? The guy has been. So, you're you're asking so a guy. You're asking a guy who hasn't I, improved. I, I, the guy was the guy was born with LeBron level gifts and hasn't gotten better at any of his weaknesses. And now coming off a major, major, and, major back surgery, where the last time we saw him guy. healthy, he looked scared to shoot. Now you think he's going to come back and be and, and and be an All NBA level player? I think skepticism I, is he, fair. I think he's going to be. I think he's. I mean, I, I'm. I, first of all, I don't. I don't. I don't knock anyone who's skeptical about Ben. Ben gives you good reason to be skeptical. I. I but at the same time, I look at that fucking scapegoating ass prick in in Doc Rivers, and I ask myself, what kind of coach on national TV puts doubt in his players? One. What one, kind of coach? Listen, that was after the. That was after the series player. was over. But he still, like, you just you don't yeah. do it. You don't even do it if you don't. You don't you even right, do you that don't if you want to trade it, but, him. But that's but, not. Hold, that. hold but it doesn't. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We're moving the goalposts too fucking far it, to the left. I, I'm, the shit it's, is getting it's outrageous. Not. It is. Yo, we're it having is. a conversation. Let me land. No. Let me land. Hold on a second. Let me finish. Let me take. Let me let me finish because Sam said a lot, right? If what you need Ben to be is a one B level player. If you believe that that Ben cannot be the person that he was in Philly, okay, fine. We're going to have to wait and see what, what that's going to look like. I'm saying to you, I, and I'm not even going to argue the point that he hasn't gotten better at any one thing. You know what? Fair. Because he's just basically Ben Simmons every single year, and that is a fair judgment. He hasn't developed a step back. He hasn't developed a, a, a catch-and-shoot three. I, I, I can give you all of those things. But here's the one thing I promise you, that there is a 2% chance that there's a possibility that you could find another player that can pass on his level, that can move the ball and transition on his level, and that can give you this other dimension of basketball that the Nets do not have at all. If you have Ben Simmons being the guy who, when when Joel Embiid didn't play, he averaged 20-plus, not saying that it was a large enough sample size to brag about that, but we've seen those 10, 11 games at a time where it's him by himself and, he, and Ben will score 45. Now, will that happen on the Nets? I don't know. But I tell you this, there's no chance that we could gather assets and go find that guy again. 
we just so happen to have him on our team. And if you rehabilitate him, now you're cooking with gas. That's all that's important. Rehashing all the rumors about Ben. Rehashing does he does he party in the Hollywood Hills? I call Ben Simmons Ben Bitches Simmons. He gets bitches. That's just the reality of what of who Ben Simmons is. And yes, he parties with with beautiful women in Hollywood Hills and hater ass motherfuckers will go whisper about it. That motherfucker was in there with with another bad motherfucker from Sweden. Sweden with a British accent. Yo, of course they're going to hate on Ben. That's what jealous dudes do. So I would rather not dream about a Ben that doesn't exist. Give me the Ben that I've seen, and I'll be fine. And it gives the Nets a way to go forward. It's the best thing that could ever happen to us. Sitting around hating on it and repeating rumors and gossips does not do anything productive for the Nets because the best thing that can happen to us is that we get a number, another DPOY level type of player with elite court vision uh, that can actually move the ball in transition. Would be a beautiful thing. That's do we? Do we? Uh, look, so I'm definitely in the camp, and we should close this out soon. I'm definitely in the camp that thinks it would be insane to trade him this summer because his value is never going to be lower. And I'm, the, the idea of using picks to get rid of him to me is one of the, the stupidest ideas ever. Uh, the only way that trading him with picks would ever make sense would be if they were really trying to clear cap space to sign somebody, which obviously is not the position that they're in. I'm assuming most people agree, but do you guys think that he'll I, – I, I personally think he's going to be on the team to start the year. Do you guys think so as well? What did you yeah, say? Yeah. I didn't. Do you I, think I he'll just, be on the team on at like? Do you think is Ben going to be at training camp this year? Yeah, yeah. Bam. No. Um, he'll be on the roster in training camp. I'll say that for sure. Whether he's not, I would say I'm in favor of he will be. I wouldn't rule out a thing where he's like banished from the team for something. <laughs> in it, what what in his history makes you get banished? Would would make you think Ben Simmons is the type of player to get banished? I, I think I think his career is slowly slipping away from him. Um, so he just may, gets banished he, out the blue. Like I think he may come back, and they're like he's he's hurt again. Like he needs more rehab. So that, banished maybe isn't a fair word, but like something like that where it's just like this. It's clear this guy's never going to play. I'm not going to eliminate that possibility. I, think I hope it doesn't happen. Him. I hope you're right. Yeah, we all hope you're right. Well, I mean, uh, we all pray that he is right. I think they're going to trade him. I don't think this is Sean Marks' type of player. I think I think somebody yeah, really geez, sharp. I think you're confused. The new CBA players to the G League rosters. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, the I think I think um. I, I've heard rumblings and whisperings, and um, if you look at their marketing, he's not in it. They want to trade him. He's well, not a small type take of player. Him. Yeah, they're trying to take. They're trying to trade him. The they're, best no, thing trying, that could happen. How would they put him in the marketing? <laughs> okay, fair, fair, fair. 
So, no, but I mean, that is a good I, point. I, I mean, that is a good point by Eve. Like, it's, it, it, for him, I mean, Ben is still the biggest actual name on the roster. And for him to not be in anything promotional for a guy that isn't a free agent is interesting. Well, right. here's, here's what a smart thing. team would be doing, what a smart team would be doing is putting their arms around Ben, doing exactly the same bullshit that fucking um, Portland did today. Oh, we'll never, we're working hard to figure out a way to work with, with, with Dame Lillard. They would trade Dame Lillard right now if they could get a KD type of package for him. They would love to fucking start, start to, you know, pick Scoot, have Scoot fall to them because, because, um, um, you know, they, they probably won't want another guard, uh, in, in Charlotte. So if Scoot falls to them, they would love to be able to start up with Scoot, Shaden, and 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 um and 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 Anthony. They, I'm telling you right now, they couldn't wait to trade that dude. That's what the Nets should be doing. They should be putting their arm around Ben. Ben is no, our I guy. Agree with, We're I agree working with, with him. We're I trying agree to with get that him part. ready. We're trying shouldn't. to get him ready. We're trying. We love Ben. Look Look at Ben with Clara Sy sitting courtside together. We'll never trade Ben. And then get his... What we're seeing behind the scene is amazing. He's incredible. Oh, the athleticism is starting to come back. That's what they're supposed to be doing. But this dumb fucking franchise would rather, would rather sit around and have sour grapes and fucking, and fucking try to trade this dude when, when, when he could possibly be the piece that does all the other fucking things that none of your players can do. I'm sorry. Well, I, don't, I don't. I don't disagree with that because there's no downside to it. Yeah, and if anything, you keep him. If he doesn't come back, he's the biggest expiring contract the, the next year. That's gonna have some value somewhere. Yeah. I mean, look, I, 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 well, obviously, we're obviously about to close up, but I mean, it, it, it's like he's, he's just such a, he's such a weird and interesting, he's such a weird and interesting part of this team because it, he's a part of multiple different kind of like generations. He, 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 he still feels like he's a part of the, the KD Kyrie era, but he's also played with this group and he never was totally in with the KD Kyrie team. And at the same time, it's like, is he going to be, part of the, the, the future even after that but you he's know like anthony, uh, he's like anthony jr on the sopranos right like he's supposed to be a badass but you just can't fucking stand the kid yeah it's, i i think i like to look at him like a rod but just supremely talented really means well like he takes steroids not just for his own vanity just so that he could be a part of of baseball immortality and he takes pride in his game. Some dudes would cash that check and be fat and not even try to use steroids. But I, I think I think Mikael Bridges is the next version of Jeter. Stability, all of the intangible. Gets on the mic and always says the right things, not only for himself to make himself look good, but kind of pick up the team, kind of pick up the organization. That's not Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is the opposite. Ben Simmons is the phenom. He's the A-Rod of, of, uh, in the combination. He's the one that's never going to be beloved. No one's ever going to really like him. Even though if you really looked at it, everybody would wish to be A-Rod. Everybody would wish to just bomb 500-foot 
home runs and just be a defensive talent at, and so athletic that you could play shortstop at six foot four. That that's that's who Ben is. Ben is a freak who takes who takes his gifts for granted. But let's hope he matures. Let's maybe be able to look at that when the athleticism comes back and and the and the brain is there. You could see the passes the kid can make. Make use that. Sean Mark's just not smart enough, man. I, I cool. I'm sorry, man. You go ahead. I'm. <laughs> I, we'll never end talking about about you know. Cool had to drop off. I'm glad that we look. We did. We did a bunch of players that I knew we would we would all kind of be in agreement on doing. You know, Seth and and uh, Patty Mills and even DFS. We all basically were aligned on. So we uh like I like we, you you could never do the the Ben Simmons in the same conversation with. Bridges and Claxton and you know whoever, so right. we uh, it was a longer pod, but for a Ben Simmons pod, it's probably average, uh, average length. I think we got a couple of players left for the last one. We got to do, we definitely have to do Claxton. Uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head who we haven't uh, done yet. I mean, we haven't done Drew Smith, who I'm sure Bam has been waiting on pins and needles <laughs> trying to do. Um, has first, first point guard. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, anyway, all right. Well, uh, we're going to come back. We're going to be doing a lot of draft stuff. Uh, there, we're definitely going to be doing – if you thought me and Eve and, and all of us were, imi- were animated during the Ben Simmons talk, we're definitely going to do some type of what do we do with Mikael Bridges and the, now that the lottery is done and there's Nets Twitter's going crazy about making a massive trade and there's definitely two, three different sides of it, so – We'll be back. We got a lot to talk about. This is ends up being the most exciting part of the year. It's, it's always fun when, when especially when you got these puzzles to fix. Yeah. Anyway. Exactly. All right, but, uh, it, it was good to get it off our chest. Exactly. We're Podthorn. Podthorn. Peace. Adios. Yeah, okay.